Thanks for joining us this week on the show. This week, I am taking a little look into how stress is impacting our lives. That is it really an impossible goal of balance and how working with a stress management coach or a stress buster like myself can help you move the needle and start creating the change that you want to experience in your life. So glad to have you with us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show. As I dig into a topic that maybe I take for granted through the cumulative information that I share with you through all of these episodes, I think you know how important I feel it is to find your own definition of balance through having a healthier relationship with stress. But let's take a look today at how we can resolve stress and how it can be helpful to be working with a guide, a mentor, perhaps a certified stress management coach like myself, although I tend to prefer the name stress buster, and how that guide can help you make real change that supports you now and long into the future. So let's take a look at the scope of stress in your life, in our Western lifestyle, how it adds up to impact us, and how having the support of a coach or a mentor can help you really move the needle and live the way that you want to with resilience, with energy, with more happiness, and a healthier relationship with stress. Because I can assure you, it is possible if you choose to call it down for yourself. So let's take a look briefly at the size and scope of stress, how it affects us. A lot of people recognize stress is practically ubiquitous. You might consider like some, like I myself have been guilty of saying that work is a four-letter word right? We expect that work is going to bring stress into our life and that managing that is going to be difficult. Who has time on top of all the other obligations and commitments that we already have to ourselves and the people that we love and the communities that we want to be engaged in? What if by taking a little time, a little effort, we can turn the tables, we can flip the script on stress. And the ripple effect of that not only benefits you and your family, but reaching out through your community, through generations. I believe that we can shift this perception of being relegated to stress, of being subject to these difficulties, this stressful lifestyle that we have found ourselves placed in, that we have been brought up within, and that we seem to be caught in perpetuating. So let's take a look at this. First, you're probably familiar with some of the physical impacts of lasting stress. And let's just define some things right now in terms of what is stress. Stress can be acute. We always call back on that 
origin story, the tiger hiding in the bush. That is an acute situation of stress. Something happens, an incident triggers a stress response in your body. That is an acute stressor. And chronic stress is the cumulative effect of stressors, of incidents in your life that cause you stress so that again and again, we are triggering our stress response and we are not fully finding that opportunity to rest and recover. So chronic stress has been directly correlated with heart disease, with high blood pressure, heart attack, with strokes, with diabetes, and even correlated with some types of cancer. So we can't ignore anymore as we look, as we have become more intimately aware over these last few years at the shocking rates of these chronic diseases in our population. How many of these diseases can arise, most often do arise, from stress? And that could be physical stress, such as the home that we live in, the things that we do with our body or don't do with our body, getting exercise, subjecting ourselves to physical harm, physical stress, as well as emotional stress, that kind of stress that we feel at work with performance anxiety, with unrealistic expectations, with not having or maintaining healthy boundaries. These are some things that can contribute to emotional stress and then environmental stress, which is very closely related to that physical stress. Our environment can impact our physical well-being as well as our emotional well-being. All of these aspects are very closely intertwined and that's why I call my business 3x less stress as in those three aspects that we need to take a look at how we can resolve and fine-tune so that we can have the healthiest possible relationship with stress in our lives. So beyond those chronic diseases, in the more short term, we notice that stress inhibits our immune response. So it can be contributing to autoimmune disease, but it can make us more susceptible to coming down with the common cold, the flu, the viruses that we need to be aware of and keep our bodies healthy so that we can resist. Pharmaceutical prescriptions are reaching new levels. Tranquilizers, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications account for one quarter of all prescriptions in the U.S. every year. One quarter of all the medications that are prescribed and used by our American population are used to find relief from some of these emotional and mental symptoms of stress that we feel. In addition to the medication of stress, through working with a doctor or practitioner that we hope is listening and really understanding the scope of your problem, stress also contributes to habits that we have picked up to numb out, to dull the pain, to find a way to check out at the end of the workday because we can't find a way to unplug from stress without creating a healthier relationship with it. So some of these numbing behaviors are very familiar to you, I'm sure. Using alcohol in an unhealthy fashion, soothing ourselves with food. Of course, stress drives food cravings. So there's the emotional component as well as those biological cravings of stress that lead to weight gain. 
drug addiction, cigarette addiction, other harmful behaviors that we use to try to numb out because we don't know how to disengage from that stress impact, that stress response in our bodies. And so these coping mechanisms can be so detrimental. You can see how these can contribute to even more chronic diseases that we really need to avoid. If you were listening last week and I was talking about how we can look to maintain our independence, it's so important. If we want to love the way that we are living long into the future, we need to avoid these harmful habits. We need to be looking for ways to foster our health now. It's not going to get any better than this. It's not going to get any easier than this. So how can we start doing the things now that we know we need to do so that we can enjoy maximum longevity and resilience and vitality throughout our lives? A couple more numbers for you before we dig into some more juicy stuff. It is found in some research, the National Health Interview Survey, that 54% of Americans are concerned about the level of stress in their everyday lives. More than half of us are tuned in to this problem, not just numbing out, but concerned about how this stress is impacting us. 75% of our general population experiences at least some stress every two weeks. And so that's what they can self-report. 62% of us say work has a significant impact on our stress levels. So we blame work for contributing to it, but it can come up in family lives, according to our physical health, through any number of other impacts. But we like to blame work, and sometimes those dysfunctional work relationships can really be the source of a lot of emotional discomfort that leads to these physical issues that can be much more alarming. It's reported that workmen's compensation claims for mental stress in California have risen between 200 and 700%, have gone up two to seven times from the 1980s into the 2000s, over the last 40 years. All other causes of workmen's comp claims have remained stable or declined. Only this mental stress has risen at this kind of rate. Granted, we've gotten much more aware of it. We're starting to speak up about our mental health issues and needs. But the fact that we can file these claims, we can track these to the workplace environments, this is really shocking data. 73% of Americans say that money is a number one factor impacting our stress level. We show up to these jobs that we might have trouble dealing with because we feel we need to make the money, right? That financial stress is something that can chase us around the clock. And increasing numbers of our children, teenagers, and college students report feeling the impacts of stress, especially in this more remote learning style as social connection has faltered and we've come into this age of isolation, of individualism behind screens, connecting through these social media filters. There is not only bad news about stress, however, we tend to put stress in that harmful category. And there are two ways to look at stress. As found in research, we see that people tend to see stress as debilitating, and I've certainly given you plenty of information to make you worry about it, 
or we can see stress as beneficial. And what really matters is that we can see both sides of the spectrum. I am a dancing in the middle of the spectrum girl. My husband is the all or nothing, on or off, ends of the spectrum, the polarity guy in our relationship, whereas I see how it all comes together. And so while yes, the impacts of stress can be harmful to us, at the same time, we can foster a healthier relationship with stress because you stress that helpful kind of stress that we experience helps us to learn and grow and evolve helps us to create goals and pursue them so that we can move forward in our lives having a healthy relationship with stress helps you to perform better helps you to be more open to feedback from peers supervisors so that you can improve your skills and boost your self-confidence because as you know that you are growing and you can see that you are improving, you gain this confidence that you can grow and learn and evolve and come to be a more capable person. Also in that same area in which we can choose to find the benefits of stress, having that healthy relationship with stress, we can also choose to foster more positivity in our lives. We're not subject to the emotions that we feel. While the emotions that we feel are vitally important because they're messages that are telling us where we have old wounds that could need to be recovered, where relationships find points of struggle that we need to find a way to communicate through and grow in cultivating more positive emotions, recognizing and appreciating the positivity in our lives so that we can come back to that feeling more often also helps us in profound ways. Positive people have less stress, right? Have less impact of stress in their lives caused by the stressors that find all of us. They also have more energy, better social relationships. They're more likely to receive a promotion at work. They're three times more creative and 10 times more engaged in their work, in their relationships, in the lives that they're choosing to live. They have better performance, higher productivity, and higher sales. These things have all been measured in the field of positive psychology by people who rate higher in the satisfaction with life scale, who rate themselves to feel more positive. And we're going to take a look as I go on at how we can start to get a little more objective about some things that feel fairly subjective, right? Like understanding who is more positive than someone else can feel fairly subjective. It's all in the retelling. But with some of these assessments and scales, we can rate and find a way to be more objective and evaluate where you are and get a look at where you would like to go and then measure your progress along the way as you're working to enhance and transform your relationship with stress and cultivate more positivity in your life. So I've already talked about the differences, the core differences in some stress, acute stress that happens in an incident, in a situation that causes stress. And then chronic stress can be the accumulation of your stress response over time from a series of acute situations, right? And we've talked about the emotional impact of stress, the physical impact of stress, and our environmental impacts. So I'd also like to take a look at where stress can show up in our lives, because most of us, as we've already seen through some of this research, most of us see stress coming from work. 
but I don't believe that we tend to give it all back at work, right? We don't feel that's appropriate. We can't hand off to our supervisor everything that we feel, all of these stress responses. We tend to bite our tongue or we try to stuff it, which is that unhealthy way of dealing with our emotions that can cause bigger issues down the line, emotionally, physically, in these relationships. Beyond experiencing stress in the workplace, stress also impacts our relationships. And this is what really breaks my heart is because I think that people don't recognize that the stress they might be picking up from work is starting to roll downhill and impact their most precious relationships with their loved one, their partner or spouse, their children, their family, because when we're in a place of safety, that's where we tend to let the facade drop. We tend to let what's really on our mind come out. And that frustration is usually not directly related to the person who's receiving it, right? That frustration has been bubbling up through the course of the day, through the course of the week, through the course of months at work of not feeling heard or frustrations with getting projects completed or redefined and all of those things that can come up where we tend to let it land is in our relationships, right? In our personal relationships or even with coworkers or letting resentments grow with supervisors, those work relationships also can suffer as a result of stress. And in personal growth, because we won't say across the board, not everyone wakes up in the morning and says, how can I do better today? What can I do to make myself a better person? But I think a lot of us do, right? I think a lot of us feel it's really important to make a difference in someone's life, to feel like we're making an impact in the world, to leave a mark, right? It builds our worthiness. We recognize we can create change. We can have an impact. And that confidence, that ability to reach out and engage in our community can really be squelched by these situations, this chronic state of stress. We lose our energy, we lose our vision, we lose our belief in ourselves and our confidence because we haven't been able to move the needle. We haven't been able to recover from our own stress. So we start to believe that we can't make a change in our life, that we can't have the impact that we feel called to do. In some way, that might be uh, having a podcast like I do, being involved in charitable groups in your area, it might just be in showing up and being the best person you can be as a parent to your children so that you can raise good humans to go into this world with the skills that they are going to need to be resilient, to be healthy, and to have vital lives. So how can we work through these struggles that we have and how can we see how it can really start to hold us back? It's said, some people like to say, I love these quotes that I can't trace the origin, that pain pushes until pleasure pulls. So if you have trouble getting a clear perspective on, on what life would be like if you just weren't running on stress, right? If you could switch your gas tank from stress, from adrenaline and cortisol and that kind of energy that leaves you wired and tired, if until you can switch that fuel to the self-care, to the nourishment that leaves you rested and restored, how can you start to make these changes? So sometimes we have to get really present to how uncomfortable it is, how dysfunctional 
some things are in our life so that we can be clear. We can draw a line in the sand and we can say, I'm not going to let my relationship suffer anymore. I'm not going to miss out on opportunities at work because I'm unable to fully express myself because I'm so stressed out. I lose my words. I can't communicate clearly and effectively. How can we magnetize the pleasure of having this beautiful, resilient, healthy relationship with stress? I can hear you laughing. There's a part of me that wants to laugh too, because I'm not immune to this, right? I'm living and walking in this reality with you. I have a part-time job and this passion of mine and this commitment to improving the lives of anyone who hears my message and feels inspired to make change happen, right? That comes with a lot of time commitment with not a lot of monetary compensation yet. And it can be a struggle. I'm walking this road with you. So I am not immune to the temptations of numbing out after a real grind of a day. I'm not immune to that fuel that can drive me to the finish line when I'm running on adrenaline and cortisol because I'm behind the deadline. I'm, I feel like I'm under the gun. I feel all of this pressure to perform. And as an old theater girl, as the backstage painting maven. It was always all clocks count down to opening night. So I can fall into that pattern and I can see the benefits of getting the rest that my body needs, of eating the food that I know nourishes me, of being connected in relationships so that I feel seen and heard and supported. And I can do the same for other people. That kind of juicy, very present, very fulfilled life is worth giving up some of those crutches, some of those habits that I may have picked up recently, that I may have been indulging in for years or even decades. I'm in my later 40s. Habits die hard, right? So how can you get present to the pain that you want to shift until you can get really familiar with, you can start to feel the pleasure of the benefits of changing your relationship with stress? Because sometimes we have to go out on faith, right? Sometimes we don't see a lot of demonstration that this is even possible. And we have to just believe that it is. Believe you could be a pioneer in this life that is so demanding the notifications and alerts are always dinging and whizzing. And how can you be one to stand against that tie to be an example in your own clarity and contentment and success to inspire other people to say, yeah, let's take a step in a new direction. Let's start to flip the script on stress. Let's start to look a little more deeply at what we deserve to feel and enjoy in our lives. So why would you need a tour guide? Why work with a coach? A stress transformation coach is the number that I prefer. A stress buster, mentor, a, in any number of fashions. There are so many coaches available. A health coach, a success coach, an entrepreneur's coach. Wherever your priorities lie, I think it's going to be a safe bet that the person who you're working with, your mentor, is also going to be working with you on your reactions to stress because stress comes up in all aspects of life, right? So I, as a 
certified stress management coach. I help people take a look at where stress is coming in their lives, where the biggest problem is, so we can start to really take a bite out of that. We can start to make change happen to support more room, more capacity for change and growth because we're taking the needle down, we're turning down the volume on stress. And as another unknown wise person says, I can't read the label when I'm inside the jar. So working with someone who has the tools to help you up-level your lifestyle habits, to help you start to question your reactions to stress and start to be more considered in your responses, working with somebody who can have that perspective to say, this pattern that you're caught up in right now, could it come from this? Or could you be calling back on this experience? Or could this experience be holding you back from making a shift right now, from finding the transformation that you're looking for? Having someone that you can connect with, with whom you feel heard and seen so that you can be honest and at times vulnerable is going to help you follow the journey that you are committing to. And it might be for a season, it might be for a year, it might be a long lasting relationships. I've worked with people in all manner and scope through singular calls, through a couple of months, over the course of a year and even longer. And you can see the change happen, right? That's really the beauty of it is being able to work with somebody over a longer period of time and see that their reactions have changed, see that their triggers have dialed down. They're not as on edge. They're not as easily reactive to situations. They really get to start to integrate the person that they desire to be. They start to live that more fully as you get to keep coming back to it and talk with someone. Why am I getting stuck here? Why is this getting under my skin? Why is that old trigger not getting to me now, but now this thing that never used to bother me is, right? And how do we continue walking the path that we've chosen for ourselves when we're surrounded by other people who are not making the same choices? That impact of our social group, of the social model that we are caught up within, Ultimately, and over time, I hope you see that you have the power to change that and to be an influence to other people. You can be the pebble that creates the ripples in the pond. But starting out, it feels like you're swimming against the tide. It feels like you're one in a school of fishes that are swimming the other way. So having somebody who understands your vision and can keep pulling you back to it and remind you why the extra effort the habit change right now is so worth it, can help you stay the course, keep moving towards the destination that you're calling down for yourself. So working with someone, a coach, can help you not only stay accountable, but can also help you refine the process. You can read books, and there are countless books now on happiness, on stress, but how do you know what works for you and what doesn't? So refining the process Instead of tackling an entire program, a curriculum, and thinking all of this is necessary, how do you know what's most important, what's most relevant for you? When to let go of something that isn't working or bringing you the return that you want to be seeing from it. So that refining the process is something that's invaluable in working with a mentor or a guide through your journey.
as well as that support. Sometimes you just need a cheerleader. Sometimes you just need someone to remind you that you're doing so much better. You're doing so much more for yourself than you have before because we can't see it. Again, right? We're in the jar. We're trying to make the change happen. We tend to measure our shortfalls, our shortcomings. And sometimes you need someone to say, but just last month, we were struggling with this. And now this is easy for you. A couple of months ago, you were having trouble getting beyond this phase. You're two phases beyond that now. So Give yourself a little credit to receive that recognition and all of that support, again, is so priceless when you're working with somebody who understands your goals and can help you try to take the steps you need to get there. So what does it look like to work with a stress transformation coach? First of all, as I already said, there are ways that you can get a more objective look at some pretty subjective feelings, right? How stressed do you feel? How happy do you feel? What would you like to feel more of? These can be like airy fairy questions sometimes. And using assessments like that satisfaction with life scale, looking at the triggers that cause stress in your life and quantifying how reactive you can be to those so that you can identify the biggest needle mover where to begin, but also so that you can measure your progress. You can look back and notice that those triggers don't affect you the same way or might not even get to you at all as you grow and evolve. So having somebody who has access to those measurement tools is really important, but also an array, a toolkit of stress management techniques, of exercises, ways that, again, you can fine-tune what's going to work best for you. There are so many different breathwork exercises. Which practice of connecting with your breath and getting present in your body works best for you? Sometimes you can't just get that out of a book. You can't just learn that in a YouTube video. You can get some tips, and I've shared some tips in that regard as well. But to really get to the source, to make the fastest growth, it helps to have someone who can say, that doesn't seem to be working for you. Let's try this. What's the best method of mindfulness for you to engage in that doesn't stress you out? Because when you're trying to do the things that don't jive with you, you're only causing yourself more frustration, more stress. You're losing that confidence in your ability to grow and change. So having somebody who can really guide you along the path to identify the path, keep their eyes on the goal with you, encourage you along the way, and refine the journey is so important. So having that perspective too is another very important tool. Sometimes we get caught up, we think that it's the one thing right? We think it's the one problem and this, if we could solve this one problem, everything else would be handled. And sometimes that perspective of someone else saying, but these are contributing to it, or this is why you haven't been able to resolve that can help you make progress faster. So I've talked a little bit already too about running on the wrong tank, using stress as a fuel instead of recognizing that we can experience good stress, we can learn from stress, we can move away from the harmful stress effects of different situations, and we can be more selective in our responses to stress in our lives. I think that, again, that perspective and working with somebody who can tell you 
you're not using this to its fullest advantage, or you're starting to fall into that pattern of procrastination and chasing deadlines and running on the wrong fuel again, because those habits, those second nature reactions can be hard to unwind. Instead, you can be looking for ways to stack habits to make the small changes. Sometimes we feel like we've got a long ways to go. That goal feels really far away. We need to make a bunch of big changes really fast, right? And a coach is probably going to tell you to slow down on that because they know and they've seen that it's really hard to maintain a radical change like that. So how can you incorporate more of the ways of being that person you are aspiring to be embodies. It's not about, I have a fitness goal. I need to run a 10K in three months. And that's all that's on my list. But how can we become a person who runs? Become a person who runs consistently. Become a person who eats nourishing foods so that their body recovers from the run. How do you become the person who can easily do a 10K running event when historically you've been the person to Netflix and chill, right? So finding someone to unwind, to help to pave that journey for you with the right habits, stacking them in the right order, making sure you're rewarding yourself and celebrating your whole journey is so important. So I'd love to know what you think. I've shared a lot of insights, some ways in which you could work with a coach. I'd love to hear if you've worked with a coach before, in what capacity. Maybe you worked with a nutrition coach, an exercise coach, a career coach. Do you see in retrospect and with the things that I've been sharing with you that maybe that coach, that guide gave you some tools to better handle stress in your life? Or would you see how working with a coach to help to change your relationship with stress could trickle over to finding it easier to eat healthfully, finding it easier to engage in the activity that you want, finding it easier to grow in your career in the way that you choose. Do you see that interrelation? I'd love to hear any ideas that are percolating for you there. I, of course, would love to support you in your journey to having the healthiest possible relationship with stress, to feeling more positive more often. On Happified Life, the podcast website in the top corner, you'll see a book a call button. I've got that link available for people who want a short conversation to identify the biggest stressor in their life. Identify a couple of things that you could start to do to move the needle on stress. See how it feels to work with me, to be in conversation with me, to see if I can help you start to make progress. Because I really think that conversation is enough to reveal to you how much better your life could be if you start to entertain the vision of what is possible, right? Sometimes we're so busy struggling to survive, we can't see where we're heading. We just know where we're coming from and where we don't want to go again. But what if somebody could help you get the clarity to clear a path towards the place you want to go and help you chart that course? If that's me, I would love to connect with you. If I've inspired you to reach out to somebody else that you've been in conversation with, congratulations to you for making the change that you can see you need to step into being the person that you desire to be. 
Thanks for joining me this week on the show. Thank you for being a listener, for doing what you do to make your change in the world, to take care of yourself and all the people that you love. And until next time, take good care of yourself. I'll see you super soon. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.